Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles to help you build your great life. Last week, we talked about standing out and how to slay Goliath. This week, we listened to 36 episodes. The three best ones talked about how to overcome anxiety and distraction. But first, for the bonus for this week, wanted to share a quick lesson that I learned from a work trip. So I'm working on the next Air Force One. The Air Force is working with Boeing to build that. And I was able, I had a great opportunity to spend some good time with people who currently work on Air Force One. And they were talking about the presidential pilot. So there are several pilots that can fly the plane, but there's one designated commander of the plane who's in charge of all the people, and he does the majority of the flying. There's only been 16 in the history of the Air Force One. And it was interesting, so very competitive position. They get really good people to go there. And we were talking about the best one. This gentleman had been there for a long time, and he was talking about the best presidential pilot that he had worked for. And I asked him what made this person so good. And it was such a powerful lesson, because I was thinking he might say this person was so smart, or he was the best pilot. But instead, he said that this person was the best presidential pilot because he knew our names and he knew their children's names. He said that this pilot even knew their pets' names. And I loved that example because this is something that we can all do. It takes time, it takes effort. And I think too often in the past, I've thought, oh, well, I'm just not very good with names. And I think there are some people that it comes easier for, but I think that we can all take the time and effort to write someone's name down and to remember it because that's such a great way to show them that we care and that we're there to help them. But if you guys have found anything that helps you to remember names, I've heard of a couple different strategies, but please let us know and we'd be happy to share them with everyone. Thanks. The first podcast from this week comes from the Mission Podcast. They interviewed Nir Eyal. He is the best-selling author of the book Hooked about how to develop habits and he has a new com- new book coming out called Indistractable. Nir said the world is separating into two types of people. People who can control their attention and people who let others control it for them. I really like this idea because I think we all know what the right thing to do is. We just have to train ourselves so that we can actually do it. I think habits are a big part of this, and so is designing our environment to set ourselves up for success. And Nir says the central question of his book is we know what to do, why don't we do it? And so it's all about how to overcome distractions. He says the goal of the book is to help people become indistractable to help them actually do what they say they want to do. And to get into this, he talked about how the opposite of distraction is traction. 
making progress, moving forward, gaining momentum. And I really like this idea too because it shows the true cost of distraction. Sometimes it's easy to make an excuse and, and I, we all need breaks. I'm not saying we don't need those times to relax and recharge, but I think it's easy to justify, oh, I'll just quickly check social media. But if we do that, my, my football coach in high school used to say we're either getting better or getting worse. And it's the same with distraction and, and it's not helping us get better. And the three sources of distraction that Nir talked about are internal triggers, external triggers, and planning problems. He talked about how triggers, both internal and external, move us towards distraction or traction. So they can be good or bad depending on what we surround ourselves with. So if we leave a book out that we want to read, we can put it on our pillow. That's a positive trigger that will help us to remember to read before we go to bed. But what I really liked about this podcast, and I thought this was a powerful principle, Nir said the biggest revelation of the book is that most distraction is internal. It comes from within. He said we want to blame social media and Facebook, but it's really us trying to address different emotional needs. So for example, we try to overcome our loneliness, so we get on Facebook. And Nir said, technology is not the root cause of this problem. He said we need to focus on the deeper cause, causes, because it's not just one thing. Most distraction, he said, is, is a reaction to a negative emotion. And because of that, he said time management is really pain management. And to overcome this, he said you can either fix the source of the discomfort or you can find ways to cope with the emotion. And I just, I love this principle because it empowers us and it doesn't, I think a lot of times social media can be extremely addictive and I think it goes both ways and it's not just on us. But this at least gives us the power to think about what we can do to overcome it because as problematic as social media is, it's not going anywhere. And so instead we need to find ways to cope and to overcome, to not become distracted. So that covers the internal triggers and the external triggers. And the last source of distraction is what Nir called planning problems. He said, to become indistractable, we have to make time for what matters most. He said, a to-do list is only half of the solution. We also have to make time on our calendars for what we need to do. And the last part that I really liked, he said, the, the host asked him what he would like to leave with the listeners, what's in his most important principle. And he said, we develop learned helplessness when we hear that it is all technology's fault. He said, you are more powerful than you understand when it comes to managing distraction. The second podcast from this week comes from The Minimalists. This week they interviewed Alex Benayan, who wrote the book, The Third Door. And this episode was all about successful people, how we can find success in our personal and professional life. And they started out talking about one of the most successful people in the world today, Amazon's Jeff Bezos. And I really loved the strategy that they talked about. 
that Bezos does whenever he's faced with a tough decision. They said Bezos asks himself, what would my 80-year-old self want me to do? And I love this strategy because it forces us to act in ways that we will be proud of, and it helps prevent regret. And it also forces us to get away from short-term thinking. And instead, we can have the long-term perspective of what matters most and what's going to help me to find success and happiness in the long term, not just in this present moment. And then they had some questions that came in from you, from listeners, and one of them was, what's your definition of success? A- Alex said that his answer to this is doing what you want, how you want to do it. And I don't know if that's the perfect answer. I think it's personal and we have to find that answer for ourselves. But I think the process is so critical that if we don't define success for ourselves, someone else will define it for us. And that's how it's so easy to get caught up in the trap of trying to climb the corporate ladder or check boxes that maybe don't even matter to us But if we don't define it for ourselves, we'll think that that's what success is. And another one of the hosts, Ryan Nicodemus, he said, success and happiness is a byproduct of living a meaningful life. Do meaningful work and success will follow. And I I like this as well because he's saying we shouldn't search for success and happiness. Instead, we can search for important, meaningful work and relationships. We can look for ways to help people and success will come. And moving on, Ryan also said, it's not about metrics, it's about meaning. And I think that's so important because metrics are easy. If something, the the cliche in management is what gets measured gets managed. And I think that's how it is in our personal life too, that it's so easy to be driven by numbers and metrics But in the long term, that's really not what matters most. And they said sometimes to find things, we have to look for what it isn't. And I think that's a great principle that we we should define success, but we should also define failure. And we should think about what is going to potentially lead us down a bad path so that we can prevent it and make sure we don't do those things. And the other host, Joshua Fields Milburn, He said, a miserable, successful person is a failure also. And so what he meant by that is, even if someone is super successful in their work life, if they're still miserable, if they're not happy, then that makes them a failure. And so it's just getting to this idea that we want to make sure and prevent those things that are going to cause us pain and that are going to cause frustration. And so, for example, it might be spending a lot of time at work. That might make us successful professionally, but if we're not happy and successful personally, those things won't matter. And the last part that I liked from this podcast, they said, greatness is measured by our ability to positively influence the world around us. And I know that can sound really big and overwhelming, but I think that influence starts and happens one person at a time. So if we just focus on what's something small that I can do right now, It could be as simple as listening to someone who's fighting a tough battle. That can lead to greatness and success. The last podcast from this week 
was another great one from Tim Ferriss. This week he interviewed Ken Burns. He's a really successful uh, filmmaker. He does documentaries and he is a great example of the power of doing something different. His documentaries will be over 12 hours long when everyone else is doing 10 second clips. And that's just another great example of how we shouldn't be afraid to stand out and to do something different. And he provided three tips or three strategies to help people with anxiety. I really appreciated how open and honest he was about his own struggles with anxiety and how he's been able to help himself and his friends and his family to overcome it. And the first is, this will pass. So it's a saying and a phrase that he tries to help people with. And I love that idea. It's a, the phrase is similar to, this too shall pass. You may have heard that before. And it's so powerful because whatever moment we're in, good or bad, it, it reminds us that it will pass that no matter how dark it might seem, no matter how tough it is, whatever battle we're fighting, it will pass. The sun will rise again and it will get better. The second tip to help people with anxiety is to get help from others. I really appreciated this point. When Sarah and I have been uh, serving as victim advocates in the Air Force, helping victims of sexual assault, and I cannot emphasize how important this is, that we are all going through battles and struggles and reaching out for help is a huge sign of strength. We should not, there shouldn't be a stigma that people should never be looked down on for getting help. There's so many people out there that want to help, that are waiting to lift us up to hear what we're going through. So whether it's therapy, a, a, it could be a religion, there's chaplains in the Air Force, or it could just be a friend or family member, but we can always reach out for help. Uh, if, if you want more of an anonymous solution, I was able to listen to the founder of Crisis Text Line, and so that's another great resource where you can anonymous, anonymously text with someone about what you're going through. So the, the Air Force, unfortunately, is struggling with suicides this year, and I just can't emphasize enough how important it is to, that we all get help from others because we all need it at different times. Um, and the last strategy that he provided to help people with anxiety is to be kind to yourself. And they both agreed, both Ken and Tim agree that this one is the hardest, to, that being kind to ourselves is the hardest. And I think that is true because there's a balance there. We want to, so I think my wife Sarah is a great example of this, that nobody expects more from her than she does from herself. And because of that, she doesn't ever let anyone down because she holds herself to such a high standard. And I've seen how that's helped her become stronger, become better, and it's really pushed her to reach her potential. But there's definitely a fine line where we don't want to be harder on ourselves than we would be on other people. And we don't want to beat ourselves down. I think the key is to ask ourselves, is this pushing me to action or is it pushing me to despair? 
Because I think a lot of times when we're hard on ourselves, it doesn't help us. It's not pushing us forward. Instead, it makes us feel like we're a horrible person and we can't move forward. And that's just never the case. No matter where we are, no matter how much we're struggling, we can always take a step forward. And I think it's important to also remember with this about being kind to ourselves that nobody is perfect. But unfortunately, when we go on social media, we often compare, and I didn't come up with this, I've, I, but unfortunately I couldn't find who started it. But it's important to remember that often we compare our deleted scenes to other people's highlight reels. And so it's just important to remember that nobody's perfect, we're all struggling, and so really we need to try to be kind to ourselves. So again, the three great strategies from Ken Burns about how to help ourselves and others with anxiety. The first is this will pass. The second is get help from others. And the third, be kind to yourself. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about how to overcome anxiety and distraction help you or someone you know this week to build your great life. Thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast. We can't tell you how much the positive feedback means to us. It really gives us the strength to keep doing this when it becomes a struggle and becomes hard. But I want to say that we also really would appreciate negative feedback as well. We want to become better. We know that we can always improve and we want to, to try to help someone out there. So thank you. For, most importantly, thank you for listening. We know you're really busy and it means a lot that you're here. So thanks again and we'll see you on Friday. Mm -hmm.